Today's Valentine's Day. Well, for me, it was yesterday, but I'm doing it today because for most of my viewers, it's t t tonight, right now, it is Valentine's evening. And of course, I was very busy last evening, you know, <laughs> for sure. Hence, I'm doing it early in the morning at 9am. So, today, I think this is going to be a trend that I'm going to name my podcast, like, um, why whatever is Catholic, and then not explain why it's Catholic. And the reason, <laughs> the reason why is because there's enough info online as to why these things are Catholic. Why is Valentine's Day Catholic? I'm pretty sure you've seen a gazillion social media carousels on Instagram while you're scrolling through TikTok or whatever it is. And you've already seen like a million explanations of why Valentine's is Catholic. You know, Saint Valentine married couples in prison, the, the soldiers because the, the emperor didn't want him to get married, etc., etc. And then he wrote a letter, signed off as uh, from your Valentine. See, now I just told the whole story. And... But yeah, that is essentially the story. And I think the story is really short because from what I know, there's not a lot of um, history. There's not a lot of actual <laughs> records, etc. So people only know these few facts about St. Valentine. But what do you expect, man? It was, one at the beginning of Christendom. So you can't expect them to be recording everything, right? Heck, I think even the Bible wasn't even made then. I'm not sure. I I'm getting my dates wrong. But possibly. So, yeah, fun fact, Bible didn't drop from the sky. But... I think the reason why I wanted to talk about Valentine's Day is because I think aside from Valentine's Day, what's more important is you know, what it's come to symbolize, which is you know, romance, love, marriage. And marriage is such a huge, important part of Catholicism. So much so that, man... Uh, I know it's a controversial, he's a controversial figure, but Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, he once made a video about how the Catholic Church basically created the institution of marriage, and, you know, this one man, one woman, and that both parties have to agree, this concept of marriage, and I thought that was something to be really proud of. I mean, th this institution of marriage for Catholics. You see, for Catholics, marriage is a sacrament. And I think it's... Well, I guess the point that I want to get into here is why exactly the Catholic view of marriage is so unique. See, And I think it ties a lot into the theology of what marriage is. All of us know that yeah, all Christians know that marriage is a covenant and it symbolizes, it reflects, our, you know, God's um, love for us and our relationship with God. It mirrors God's relationship with us between the husband and wife. Yeah, like everyone knows that, right? But the thing about Catholicism is that it brings it to such a whole different level that you won't even understand unless you really study and look into it. And a good place to start is, as you know, with this channel, 
<clears throat> I, I don't exactly get too in-depth with things because I'm not the smartest. But I do encourage everyone to actually be smart and go ahead and research into these things. And of course, one of the most important things would be theology of the body. And, you know, they say that theology of the body is a modern thing, but no, really, it's not. It's just sort of a... I think it's more of a summary of what Catholicism has always taught and put it in a way that we can understand. So, where this all starts, I think, is how Catholics, a lot of people assume that Catholics don't like sex because, oh, we have all these restrictions on sex. But the reason why we have so many restrictions on sex is precisely because it's that important. The reason why we have so many things surrounding sex is because sex is so important. In Catholicism, you can't even consider it a marriage if you don't consummate the marriage, which means have sex. So if a person were to not be able to have sex, say, for example, to get explicit, if someone's um, genitals got blown off by a grenade in a war, this guy, he can't get married because he can't have sex. That's how important it is. The reason, reason why is because... It's not just marriage that mirrors the relationship with God, but rather sex explicitly, and I use the word explicitly, explicitly, sex explicitly mirrors our relationship with God. But problem is, I think a lot of people are too prudish to get into that imagery and that concept. And, you know... I'm not going to pretend that I know how to explain this because I'm sure that there are many people out there who can explain this a lot better. But I think how explicit, how explicit, how explicitly this sex mirror our relationship with God. I like to think that it's as explicit as the concept of eating someone's flesh and blood. And if you don't have the Eucharist, if you don't have that understanding of how explicitly literal that is, of eating the body and blood of Christ, if you don't have the Eucharist, you don't believe in the true presence, then I would argue that in that case, then you don't have the actual real meaning of sex and with that marriage so with that said let's get into the more juicy topic um i think it's a topic that has been going around lately and that's the topic of female friends i think then it comes from the whole men going their own way movement and they're like oh having female friends is simpy etc etc there's a famous Steve Harvey video that goes around that talks about how men shouldn't have female friends. And uh, I don't really agree with that. You know, I get that he's talking from a the perspective of a married man. 
So that's a bit different, which I'll get into a bit more. But from how I see it, it's like how how are we gonna function as human beings if we're unable to have platonic relationships with people of the opposite gender? So I thought I'd I'd I guess share my experiences. Someone who who does have quite a lot of female friends, and I think it's not uncommon. So I think it's very funny that a lot of people online are like, "Oh yeah, you shouldn't have female friends, etc." <clears throat> so I think to cover this, we need to talk about the different kinds of friendships that you have, and you know, when you're single versus when you're in a relationship, I think it's very different. I think when you're single, there's always going to be like, let's be honest, most of the time there's always going to be this element of romantic consideration. And, yeah, perhaps that doesn't change when you're in a relationship. So I think it's always important to be able to identify what sort of friendship you're going to have with someone of the opposite gender. So there's a lot of intricacy to it, I think. But at the end of the day, yeah, I say it's intricate, but I think a lot of it is common sense. So let's give some examples. Um, You know, I think in my lifetime, there have been girls that I've been interested in at first... And then, having gotten to know them a bit better, uh, I decided that, nah, not for me. Didn't like them that much. But, still maintained a really good friendship. There are cases like that. Then, there are also cases where I was not interested at all. Just saw them as a good friend. Then, having started to get to know them better, maybe started to develop a bit more romantic interest. So there are cases like that. But there are also girls where I was totally infatuated with at first. And then having gotten to know them better, I decided that, heck, I don't even like them as a person. Like, I don't even want them as a friend. (laughs) Again, there are cases like that. And I think where it gets more complicated, I guess, is there have been girls... You know, in that situation, I'm sure, I mean, I guess hopefully most of you can relate. <laughs> they were right from the start, you know what the intentions are, you, you sort of, mm, there's some chemistry going on. There have been cases like that, and then you, you, know, you realize that you're not right, you're not the right fit. But then there were cases where, you know, you still maintain good terms after that. Now, what's more tricky is if in that situation, uh, if you haven't moved on, then it's probably not the best idea to stay friends. But, I mean, if you've, bo- you've both moved on and, and you're both happy, I don't see what's the harm. And that brings me into, I guess, the final point, which is, I think as a single person, and if you, you have descent that you know, marriage is your calling, your vacation then uh, I think it's pretty clear that if you don't have female friends, yeah, it's a bit hard to get to the point of marriage, isn't it? So I think you just got to be honest with yourself. You know, you're making female friends, and, I mean, clearly you're in it because you're looking for a potential spouse. And I think there are many cases where genuinely they're just good friends but you've got to learn to distinguish that 
But the the final point that I wanted to talk about is, you know, can you remain friends after a relationship? Um, and I think a lot of this advice comes from the secular world. A lot of people in the secular world will say that, oh, no, never. You, the, I think the whole hating on your ex culture, I think it comes a lot from the secular world. Because in secular culture, people, when they date, they, the assumption is that you're having sex. And of course, if you're having sex when you're dating, then then I think, of course, you, you can't exactly be friends after that. Because sex is, as I said earlier, I guess this is why I chose to cover these two topics together. It's because sex is so bonding. Sex is that mystical often acts that having sex, you know. Yeah, maybe it's not the best idea to remain friends after you've been having sex. And I think that's why in secular culture, there's a very strong culture of, oh, like never talking to your ex, etc. And I think that's a bit toxic because, you know, in a healthy, proper dating relationship, I don't think you should necessarily be doing anything that would cause you to have to never talk to your ex again or not be on the at least good terms. And I've, you know, I've always believed in that. So, and, <laughs> and I think a lot of us Catholics get sucked into this secular culture without even knowing it, this entire thing. And we don't even realize what the root of it is. And I think the same goes for for a lot of things that are influenced by not just secular culture, but also Protestant culture. Because in Protestantism, a lot of the theology is different, etc. And it really influences the way that we look at a lot of things. And sex is a big... (laughs) it's It's a big part of that. So that's about... Should you remain friends with a girl after a relationship? And... So I said that was my final point, but I guess this is the final thing that I wanted to talk about, which is, um, what if you're in a relationship, can you still have female friends? Now, remember when I talked about, you know, you have to be honest, where, yeah, there's always going to be that romantic consideration. But I think there's an, there's an exception here, I think, where <laughs> let's introduce this concept of the impossible girl. <laughs> Uh, here's a story. Um, when I was in secondary school, we had prom. Now, here in Singapore, when we have prom, it's super boring. There's no dancing, no nothing. And people don't ask people out to prom. It's not something we do here. But nonetheless, I really wanted that experience of, you know, the American high school prom experience. So I decided to, I wanted to ask a girl to prom. But me being a good Catholic boy, right, I didn't want it uh, to be scandalous. I didn't want the whole school talking about, oh, man, he asked out this girl and now they're a thing. I didn't want that. So what I did was I asked out a Muslim girl so everyone would know that, yeah, um, clearly there's nothing going on there. It's just a platonic thing. So um, to get into that, the reason why I brought up that example is I think there are certain girls that if you know that nothing is ever going to happen and there's a good friendship there, then, I mean, I think that's an exception, you know. 
think it's perfectly fine. And again, I don't think this can be on the terms of, oh yeah, I'm just not attracted to them because I feel like there's always going to be a chance. But there are certain cases where you just know that there's just it's just impossible. And so in that case, yeah, I think those friendships are fine. But I do I do get where Steve Harvey is coming from with, you know, if you're married, maybe you shouldn't be going around having female friends specifically because I think it just introduces scandal. Again, still, I, I want to emphasize the importance, at least in my personal opinion, that, you know, if we can to learn to have platonic relationships, then I think, you know, there's something wrong with this. All right, to sum this little ramble podcast up, I want to say that at the end of the day, we have to realize that as we get older... We're just going to have less and less time for friends anyway, so we'll naturally just lose contact with people. So the way I see it is, you know, just chill out. All of these Instagram pages, freak out about all of these things. Heck, I mean, so much about being young is being able to meet different people and understanding how different people from different walks of life have, you know, different ways of you know experiencing different people getting different points of view i do have a general approach that i don't like caring about too many people you know caring about people is tiring isn't it now what if they die heck that's a lot of emotional baggage but nonetheless so even i with with such having such a mindset still i think it's you know you should chill just chill out don't freak out about Yeah, I mean, a lot of things in this world today, I think, are caused by people just making too big a deal out of things and not being honest with themselves. Right, let me check out the Instagram comment section. I don't think there's anything going on there. Nope, nothing. So, I can wrap this up then. I wonder if there's any comments on YouTube. Bloody hell, there's so many comments. Hmm... St. Francis and and St. Clair were both married to God and they were still friends. Yeah, I think this is a really good example. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Roberto. (coughs) Um, Another good comment from Roberto is, The ones who say you can't be friends with women are weebs who get frozen when close to them. (laughs) I think that's totally true. I love that. You're right, Roberto. Your comments are on fire. <laughs> All right. I know Ethan has a lot of comments, but I think it's a lot of just fan service. But thank you, Ethan. Um, hello, Vanessa. Thanks for watching. Uh, aside from that, thanks. <clears throat> thanks for watching. Remember to subscribe, share, do all of that good stuff. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>